What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 509 of the Smart Out Moments Mac Talk Podcast Hot Tags of the Week, where I'll be giving you a breakdown of some of the things that have happened over the past few days in the world of pro wrestling, some of the rumors and gossip and hearsay and trademarks and TV coverage stuff and whatever the normal stuff is that we usually break down here. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, flying solo for this edition, but I've got you here. So drop a comment below. Tell me your thoughts on what you think about all these things we're going to be talking about here. And of course, as always, you know how the way things go on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't done that already. Ring that little notification bell to get your email alerts. So that way you know when we go live and when things get posted here. Because, for instance, this weekend we've got the live post show following AEW's All Out pay-per-view, which, of course, I don't know exactly when that's going to end. So I don't know exactly when that's going to start usually probably at least like a five, 10 minute period afterward where I got to just, you know, clean up some stuff on some articles and everything and double check like the sound levels and everything. So that way, you know, when we go live with that, you get the actual email that says, Hey, look, they started that kind of deal, but hit the like button. If you want to help this pop up on it, people's, uh, feeds on YouTube, because that algorithm really takes into account the likes and if you feel so inclined to help us out on the monetary side of things to make sure that we do more content in the future and that we can keep the lights on going here and that I can dedicate the time to doing more and better content, there's the little thanks button that's near the like button. That goes a long way as well. It's just kind of like a tip jar sort of thing. You get the join button, and that is going to give you access to the same things that you would on Patreon, patreon.com slash smartoutmoment. Both of those are exactly the same. All the tiers are exactly the same. So if you want access to the dark casts, you can do it through uh, either fashion. You could also do the Pick Your Poison tier where you can directly sponsor some kind of content on the site and on the channel one way or another. You could do like an article, you could do like a podcast, whatever you do is, you know, your call. That's the whole Pick Your Poison thing. So keep that in mind. Pick up a t-shirt or some other kind of merchandise on TeePublic and Redbubble. And just to get them out of the way already... Go over and do the same things to fanboysanonymous.com, the sister website where I do all my movie review content and talk about geek culture. So, you know, if I'm going to go on a rant about Pokemon gym leaders, which I've got this idea in my head of like redoing some of the gym leaders and fixing some of that things, then you'll find that over on there. Or if it's some TV talk or whatever it might be, anything that's outside of pro wrestling, but then we have crossovers too. Like we recently had done the jungle cruise fan tracks with the rock in it. We watched uh, vacation friends with John Cena and did a fan tracks for that. So there's crossover between the two. We did a moral combat one. And, you know, if you like fighting, <laughs> it's a different sort of thing, but still, you know, just share your support for that. Just the same as you would for smart out moment. Anything you guys do like that is awesome. So we got that stuff out of the way let's dive into some of these things here let's talk about some trademarks we've got the queen's crown tournament and that is something that you would assume would probably be what we've heard some rumors about for quite some time now that wwe would want to do a queen of the ring tournament part of the gimmick of king of the ring is that it rhymes and that balance of king of the ring doesn't work the same way with queen of the ring. So I can understand why they would go with something a little bit different. You know, you've got the king of the ring thing. If you went with queen of the ring, kind of doesn't sound exactly right. So the queen's crown, that's a different way of doing it. And then they can actually give somebody a crown and it can be, you know, that kind of deal. And 
I'm assuming that this is factoring into the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view coming up, Crown Jewel, because it's Crown, you know, <laughs> it kind of is the way that that happens. I would imagine what we're going to get here, and there's no confirmation yet, but over the course of the next few weeks, because Crown Jewel pops up in um, October, blanket on exactly when it is on October, it's, I think it might be like the 18th or something, I don't know. It's on the website. Go ahead and check it out on smartcatmoment.com. But the course of the next few weeks, I'm assuming we're going to see qualifying matches and tournament matches over on Raw and SmackDown with the eventual final of the whole tournament taking place in Saudi Arabia. I know that the past couple of events that they've had the, uh, the women actually able to perform, which is, you know, a huge step forward for that. And if they have this, then that could be the gimmick for it because the last bunch of, I actually, you know, it might be every single one of them. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember any of them that didn't have some sort of a gimmick. They had like the world cup stuff. They had the greatest Royal rumble. They like having a gimmick. And if you've got the queen's crown tournament final here, then that's your gimmick. And it might not even be the only gimmick that's on the card too. They might incorporate some other ones too, but if that is the case, and if we get something along those lines, this could be something where they sort of bypass needing to have Charlotte defend her title for a little while. Maybe she fights Nia Jax this week for the uh, title, the Raw Women's Championship on Raw, and then you just kind of see the title not get defended for a little while, because she has been, of course, the queen, so to speak, in WWE for so long Maybe this is their way of giving her a secondary thing to defend. Maybe not, though. Maybe there is somebody else who's going to get the queen the thing going and be able to fight Charlotte afterward. Maybe Charlotte doesn't get into this mix because she is the champion, and then she can take offense to somebody else calling themselves the queen. And if that's the case, I have no idea who that would be. I don't think it makes sense for half of the roster to be anywhere close to that kind of a thing as far as gimmick wise. Like you're not going to do that with Alexa Bliss because she already is the goddess. So why would she just become the queen and then just kind of circle back to that? You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. I can't imagine, for instance, Rhea Ripley starting to do a queen gimmick or Nikki A.S.H. isn't going to start doing a queen gimmick. So uh, it's up in the air about that kind of thing, but Queen's Crown Tournament, it's a name that they trademarked. They obviously trademarked it for a reason, and I would assume it's not on the NXT side of things because they have the Mae Young Classic. So I'm expecting Raw and SmackDown. I'm expecting this to work into Crown Jewel. We'll report more about it when we've got more to report. They also had trademarked Von Wagoner, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but kind of seems like that's the case. And the rumor is that that might be Cal Bloom's new name, since they want to give everybody a new name at this point. Like, you know, Daniel Vidot becomes Zion Quinn and so on and so forth. So Von Wagoner, that's it's pretty stupid. I don't know if he's going to try to go for like, guy. I think of like Van Wilder or you know, uh, Victor Von Doom, Dr. Doom, anything that it, it's sort of similar to this, I think it sounds silly. So especially Wagoner, like, is this guy going to come out and he's going to just like be pulling a wagon? 
and he's going to be Von Wagoner. I really don't see how this is supposed to be a big deal. Like, you know, well, I can imagine Von Wagner marking uh, up the whole headline of WrestleMania. No, I kind of can't picture that to be in the case. But maybe it's not him. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's pronounced differently and it just looks a little silly. I'm not a fan of it. I don't see the reason why Cal Bloom can't just be Cal Bloom. That's a perfectly normal name in my mind. We have a little bit of, not trademark news, but... At least when it comes to, you know, some of those kinds of you know, copyrights and some legal things and some names. And we do have some other stories. Tyler Breeze is going to go by the Prince of Pretty, T. Breeze, as his ring name going forward. Or at least for his first appearance that has been announced. Which I think it's pretty much the best way that he can go about doing this. Because he could have gone by... A bunch of other variations of you know mike dalton or whatever or matt uh I, I had seen one thing before i don't know any validity to it or not but since he has mm, gorgeous for his tags on uh twitter and such that he would go by matthew m gorgeous which it, it's a way to get around it a little bit but i think that uh capitalize on the tyler breeze name as much as you can t breeze it sounds like it would be fitting for him. He's not the type of person who would just be a weird for it to be T Breeze. No. And Prince Pretty, the Prince of Pretty. He's playing a little uh little risky game when it comes to the copyright stuff, I, I would assume, but it's probably just enough that he can get away with it. Then again, we've had people in the past like uh Chris Masters and Luke Gallows. It completely floored me when I had seen them once they got released the first time around when they were wrestling for shows and they were under the names Luke Gallo and Chris master. All they did was take the S off. And I thought, you know what? That's kind of brilliant and kind of ridiculous at the same time. Cause it is as close, literally as close as you could possibly get without fully just breaking the trademark. I mean, you could maybe replace the S with a Z, and if you really care, you can maybe replace the S with a five, so that way it looks even more like it on like the posters and such. But it's, you know, it's a lot different when it comes to like uh, Doc versus Luke Gallows. But then he goes with Doc Gallows and he kind of mixes it up and everything. T Breeze works in a lot of ways. I would assume if he were to tie up with Fandango, for instance, he would probably just go by Dango since he does get called Dango is just sort of, you know, the, the shorter nickname version of that. Same as, you know, anybody else, John instead of Jonathan, that kind of deal. So T-Breeze and Dango could be a thing in the future. At least right now, the Prince of Pretty T-Breeze is what he's going by. When it comes to another thing about you know, rights issues and such, We've heard a little bit more about the Adam Cole situation. Adam Cole is not budging on giving up his Twitch account. And that is one of the sticking points for the WWE contract negotiations, which, you know, I think he is well within his rights to do. I think that this is very smart of him. I think that he not only has the right to make this a negotiating tactic, but it's also something where if he takes a stand and he is one of those types that he can get away with it and sort of new deal out, then you know what? Other people can in the future too. And he knows if this is all true and it hasn't just, you know, 
talks broke down and this is BS and hearsay and whatever Turo, uh, he would know that he's probably got an in an AEW as a backup if WWE is like, this is ridiculous. We don't ever want you to come back. He'd probably be like, okay, well, hold on. I'll, I'll just happen to go where a lot of my buds are and my girlfriend works and everything else. So I think that this is very smart on his behalf. Why would you give up something that you enjoy doing that you can earn more money for? And I really just, from the start of this, I've never agreed with WWE's point of view. This is something that they're doing on their own free time. And it takes nothing away from the company. It's not like they're wrestling for another show. It's not like they're doing some kind of product placement that counteracts whatever they are advertising on Monday Night Raw or anything like that. You know, it'd be a lot different if it's like WWE has some kind of an agreement with like KFC. And it's like, you know what? We don't want any of your WWE programming to advertise anything remotely close to a chicken product that can be our competitor for KFC. And then you've got Paige on her Twitch account or Zelina Vega or Samoa Joe, whoever it was, getting sponsored by Popeyes saying, you know, okay, well, the ad read that I'm supposed to do is there's no better chicken in the world except for Popeyes. Don't trust what we say on Monday Night Raw. Then it would be a real big issue. But these guys, these girls, they're just playing video games and they're just interacting with their audience. I never understood this sort of idea of, well, we need to start capitalizing off of that and starting to bleed them dry for their money. The morale has to be terrible. And WWE has done almost everything they possibly could to make the morale worse and worse and worse over the past two years, where it's self-defeating, it's very self-destructive in a lot of ways. And I 100% support somebody like Adam Cole just saying, you know what, if you want me in WWE, you got to let me do the Twitch stuff. And it's not going to come out of my downside guarantee because it shouldn't. I still think he's just going to go to AEW. I don't think he's going to end up resigning with WWE. And if he does end up resigning with WWE, I hope that whatever they sort out with the Twitch deal is that he is still able to do it and he's not just sacrificing his money. I hope that they don't just tell him what he wants to hear and then as soon as he signs the contract, they start figuring out how they're going to bury him for the next couple of years. I don't want to see anything like that happen. I want Adam Cole to succeed as much as he possibly can. So power to Adam Cole for doing this. As far as signings go, let's talk about two other stories that we have going on here. WWE has signed a few names. We have pretty much everybody. It's funny. There's relations to other people. There's two people on this list. Jessica Wojnilko, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and Brady Booker, who are just athletes because WWE, again, is doing this thing with NXT, which we haven't seen too much of this be successful, but they seem to just be wanting, you know what, we're going to be stubborn about it. We're going to push that this is the thing we want to do. No more indie people. We don't want to do the indie thing. Maybe if it's a rare exception, but you know what? We want athletes that we can train in the WWE style and we can mold our superstars. They seem to think that that's the way to, to go, even though how many of them have been successful over the past 10 years? Not many, right? 
I mean, look at the people that are on Monday Night Raw, on SmackDown, the mainstays in NXT. They're the folks like the Finn Balors, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, such, that they were not the, the athletes that WWE molded into WWE superstars. But we've talked about this a million times. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole again. So those two are the only ones that don't have some sort of connection to somebody else. For instance, Joseph Fatu, the younger brother of Jimmy and Jay Uso, was signed. Ben Buchanan, who is the son of Bull Buchanan. Joshua Dawkins, the nephew of Daryl Dawkins. And Bobby Steveson, the younger brother of Gable Steveson. So two of those from wrestling families. Two of them from athletes, you know, a nephew and a younger brother, and then two other athletes that are just unrelated to anybody else. It would have been like, you know, hey, Brady Booker is the, you know, cousin of some whatever, you know, that kind of deal. But I think it's interesting who they ended up signing with these. I don't know, of course, anything about them specifically. I've never seen, you know, a Ben Buchanan tryout match or anything, but Bull Buchanan's son. It's kind of interesting that he's getting signed. The uh, the Fatu, of course, you know, when everybody is in that lineage, any kind of wrestling family, you know that there's people that are going to be looking around. You know, if this person's a heart, if this person's part of the Anawaii tribe, if this, you know, whatever it might be, any kind of big family trees are going to be picked for, are, are you going to be one of the next stars too? Are you going to be the next star? That kind of thing. Bobby Stevenson, they really are making plays for Gable, and I'm very curious. I don't want to, of course, I don't know this, but I read that as they want Gable Stevenson badly enough that they're willing to sign his brother to be like, look, we signed your brother, we did you a favor, can you sign too? And then eventually that they'll just release Bobby. But maybe he's pretty great too. You know, maybe he's somebody who they just figured, ah, you know, well, we'll give him a try out and we'll see what we do with this. And then they saw what they saw and liked what they liked. And uh, that's a weird way for me to phrase that. <laughs> it should have been, they saw what they liked. That makes no sense of why I said it like that. Ah, uh, my brain, I'm tired. What am I not tired, right? So... I guess we'll see in the future what happens when it comes to everybody that's just been signed. Maybe we don't, though. I mean, they did release some people who they didn't, like Zachariah Smith had not debuted whatsoever. So maybe we don't get to see what's going on with that. But man, I am really hoping for WWE to just settle down on some of this contract stuff and these releases and to just tell us what the whole point is because I really just still don't believe that it's just 100%. Let's take you know, instead of making a million dollars, let's make a million dollars and, you know, an extra hundred K on top of that. And if they're not in a financial crisis, why are they so concerned about budget cuts? And if they are in a financial crisis, why would they be because they're making so much money? And I don't know, again, we've gone down that rabbit hole a million times too. So at least if WWE thinks that there's a future in these people, then Sure. Cool. Sign them. I'd like to see what they've got to bring to the table. Still curious to see what happens with uh, Bronson Rexsteiner and everybody else that we haven't quite seen yet. 
we've got a release out there. It's not WWE one though. It's uh, Ace Romero has requested his release from Impact Wrestling. He is somebody who I've heard a little bit about here and there. I haven't seen much of him. I think I've maybe seen two of his matches. If I remember correctly, he was in All In, maybe in the uh, Battle Royal. And from, again, from what I can remember, I thought that he was pretty impressive for a pretty big guy. So requesting his release from Impact reads to me like he knows that there's interest probably from AEW. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Maybe WWE's putting the feelers out there for him. Maybe he just wants to take a shot and see if anybody signs him while everybody's snatching people up. But it's something to keep your eye on. If you are a fan of his, where would you like to see him go? You think he is a better fit for somewhere other than Impact? Do you want to see him in something like NWA? Do you want to see him in you know NXT? Let me know. Drop a comment below. When it comes to WWE's expansion into Japan, that is on the hold. At least for now, if not, God knows when they would pick this back up. But WWE Japan GK, their division that helped with uh, booking things over there and to you know set up some shows, that's been dissolved. Seems like a hundred some people got fired in the process of this, and. It's one of the many, many uh, examples of these releases and the, just this, this company-wide cleansing of sorts of just uh, defragging these different parts of the company that I guess they figured, you know what, they're wasting money on because they don't want to actually put the effort and the money and the, the expansion of everything going forward. I am assuming, of course, that this is one of the reasons why we haven't heard anything about NXT in India because that that dried up super fast. We had that superstar spectacle thing and that meant nothing. And then you just see a couple people get released. A couple people haven't really popped up since. Like we haven't seen Serena Sandu on anything else. Of course uh induced share gets split and now Veer he, you know, he used to be Rinku Singh, he's Veer, and he's a part of a team with Jinder Mahal, and they, they don't even have Shanky in the mix anymore. So what's going on with Shanky? Is he somebody who's like, uh, he's injured right now, or are they losing confidence in Shanky as well? It's all confusing, but WWE Japan, uh, this probably factors in a little bit with Kairi Singh, who had been like an ambassador, Maybe that's no longer a thing. Maybe they do still have her under like a different separate contract or so. I don't know exactly how that would work. But the expansion into Japan seems like that's on hold for at least quite a while. Because if they went ahead and they just figured, let's just get rid of this whole subsidiary. I don't think they're going to pick that up in the next two months, right? It's not just going to be like, all right, well, it's the start of uh, 2022. And now we're going to get right back into NXT Japan or whatever it might be, I'm guessing they just think, eh, we, we don't really care about expanding NXT anymore. We've got NXT and NXT UK. That's good enough. Hell, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if NXT UK went down. I really wouldn't. It seems like less and less control for Shawn Michaels and for Triple H and everybody. And if this is the baby of Shawn Michaels, essentially, 
how much longer are they going to want to rent out BT Sports Studios and pay all these people on the roster if they can just get however many, you know, maybe there's what, like 30 people on that roster or so? If they can bring them into NXT and tell them basically, look, you move to Florida or you keep flying out here or you're not in the company anymore and we'll use you when we can, but you're free to do the, the indie thing in the UK if you want to, but you can't, you know, you can't uh, keep making the NXT UK things. <sighs> I, I think that that's going to end up happening at some point. Maybe in the next couple of months or so. Ilya Dragunov. A couple other people that we've seen quite a bit of. Like, it seems like they really like Emilia McKenzie. And that they more than likely would make plays to sign some of the bigger names. Like, maybe the Gallus Boys. Or, obviously, of course, uh, Mustache Mountain. And uh, Jordan Devlin. Pretty Deadly, maybe, as well. But then there's some of the people that are just going to fall by the wayside if that is uh, something that happens. Like, I mean, we're not hearing anything about it right now. I'm just kind of looking ahead. The more that these things happen, the more I expect more to happen, basically. If we hear, you know, Japan goes down, why am I not going to think that the UK division goes down as well? Maybe that's also one of the reasons why we haven't seen uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., because he was potentially going to go over to NXT UK. Finn Balor had said that he pitched the idea of going over to NXT UK. And, I mean, they tried to work that program with Walter. Didn't work out because of the pandemic, but that would have been a thing. And they moved him over to SmackDown instead, because I guess it's just like, well, why would we want you to go over there to NXT UK? We want to use you when we need you for Fox, and, you know, those things matter more. Of course, then again, I'm the person who keeps telling Peacock that NXT UK doesn't air on time. So, trying to fix America here, everybody. <laughs> can only do one thing at a time. Unfortunately, here's another story we got to talk about. This is the uh, the biggest story of the week, which is that uh, we've lost another person in the pro wrestling world through terrible, terrible means. Uh, Daphne... Daphne Unger, Shannon Spruill, whichever what you want to uh, refer to her as, had posted something on uh, a live uh, stream that she... I didn't watch the thing. I, I figured it wasn't going to be good to watch something like that, but she had been saying that she's all alone and that you know the problems from the injuries that she had sustained in her career... Uh, needed to be addressed in a different way and everything. And she unfortunately killed herself recently. Uh, the other day, everybody was concerned about that. And then later on, it, you know, it ended up coming out the next day that by the time the police department were uh, able to go to her place, they were too late. She had, according to uh, the Gwinnett County Police Department reports from USA Today Sports, that she had um, shot herself in the chest. And of course, this just sucks because it's just constant misery like every day with everything in the world these days. You know, I could go on and on about personal stuff. I could talk about my own uh, 
depression stuff that I've been going through recently that have been really tough and just the constant pressure and the anger and sadness that the world just feels like it's it's in right now and for somebody like uh like Daphne she was 46 and she had been out of the pro wrestling business from you know like the mainstay uh kind of thing for a number of years now but she had her time in WCW during the worst time in WCW arguably she I know her really only from TNA from when I was watching TNA because she was like a pretty interesting character for that time frame when I was still giving impact a shot and yeah, it just sucks. You know, I hate reporting on these kind of things. Cause it's like, what do you say? You know, you can say the same things a million times, but if it's not going to resonate, then then it doesn't, but of course, just to reiterate what a lot of other people have said and all that, if you are feeling like you are heading down that road, you got to talk to somebody. You have to take it upon yourself to, to ask for some help. You have to, whether it's you, know, you talk to your friends, you talk to family members, you talk to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, or you find... Anybody can find it. You, you can find religion helps. You can find uh, going to a board game night thing makes things different. You can hike. You can, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is that makes you get up the next day and, and power through. You, you got to find it. And that's just, it's an unfortunate thing to report about another one of these stories. And I'm sure that there's lots of things behind the scenes that we're not aware of and nor is it our business. You know, this is a very personal matter, so it's not something that we can really start, you know, poking and prodding and trying to find a whole lot of information for. Um, but yeah, is what it is with just another bad story like that. And obviously, on behalf of like everybody on SmartCon moment and, and whatnot, our condolences go out to all the friends and family and fans and hoping knocking on wood here. We don't have any more stories like this anytime soon at the very least, but definitely talk to somebody for feeling like it. And, um, just to, uh, just to say it for the, the sake of it, I know a couple of people have mentioned over the past, you know, little while that smack talk actually like helps them through a rough time. And, uh, that means a lot for a lot of different things. But, um, if that's the case, you know, if you're somebody out there and you're listening to this and, and that helps let us know, you know, like I mean, we've got the mega maniacs chat, you know, we've got means for people to just, uh, you know, uh, find a little bit of comfort here and there, um, when things are bad and when things are tough. So just, uh, 
had to mention that because it's a story that you know you, you you're not doing anything justice by not mentioning it on the show, right? So, um, yeah, obviously that is not the funnest story to go out on, but let's talk about some TV stuff. Let's talk about some updates to the AEW card for all out from, uh, you know, from the last thing that we did when we were talking about our predictions and we've gotten some tweaks here and there of what the, uh, pay-per-view is going to be right now. The, Andrade and Pack match is off and it seems like it's COVID related. The excuse was, or not necessarily excuse, but the reason that had been said was travel issues for Pack. But and it's starting to feel and seem a little bit more like this is a scenario where maybe uh, he's not able to travel because of some kind of COVID restrictions or something. Andrade has teased that he might wrestle somebody else. So we might still see Andrade versus blank on the card. I don't really know who that would be because he's kind of in a feud right now with the, uh, not really in a feud with death triangle more so in a feud just with pack, but maybe they throw somebody else out there just to wrestle him for the sake of it. Maybe it's just a quick squash or something. Maybe not though. They did add a different match to the card and they swapped out the casino battle Royale that is no longer on the buy-in. Now the buy-in is going to be a 10-man tag team match. We've got the best friends, Wheeler Yuta, Chuck Taylor, and Orange Cassidy are teaming up with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus from Jurassic Express, and they are facing the Hardy family office. So that's Matt Hardy, uh, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party, and TH2's Jack Evans and Angelico. I am, of course, expecting best friends and Jurassic Express to win this match because... The uh, HFO has Jack Evans on their team that is most likely going to take the pin. He hasn't had a, a, he's got the worst winning record out of everybody that's in the mix here, if I'm doing my math correctly. And this isn't something that it really, really matters. You know, it's to buy in, it's just a match for the sake of it. But even if it would have been, uh, like the Butcher and the Blade in here, I would have thought that there was a little bit more of a chance that the HFO would have won. The fact that they're not in here and that this is on the buy-in and you've got Jurassic Express as well, you've got people that people want to cheer for. And it's the teaser match that can whet your appetite and get you to want to tune in. So more than likely, the baby faces are going to win. And when you've got Cassidy and Jungle Boy can potentially pin in Mark Quinn or in Helico, whatever it might be. It's not going to be Matt Hardy, most likely. But there are options there. I'm just assuming Best Friends and Jurassic Express win. We have one other tweak to the pay-per-view, which is uh, some more names for the Women's Casino Battle Royale. At least right now, according to spoilers, but not spoilers, kind of, it's... I guess let's put it this way. They taped AEW Dark before they did Rampage. And apparently on that, there was a Sky Blue match. And after the match, Tony Khan came out and he offered Sky Blue a part in the Casino Battle Royale. Now, we're obviously not going to see that on Tuesday night because this pay-per-view will have already passed. So they're not going to have her 
show up on the pay-per-view and then two days later she gets announced for the pay-per-view. So that's just a little dark thing that isn't going to air. It's a dark thing for dark. That's funny where they use that momentum just for the crowd. And oddly enough with her inclusion, that makes 21 people. So unless somebody gets taken out of this, that means no surprise Joker which would be no Ruby Soho. But the current list is in alphabetical order, Abaddon, Anna J, Big Swole, the bunny, Diamante, Emi Sakura, Hikaru Shida, Jade Cargill, Jimmy Hader, Julia Hart, Kiara Hogan, Kylan King, Layla Hirsch, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, Rebel, Red Velvet, Riho, Sky Blue, Tai Conchi and Thunder Rosa. I am assuming Cargill or Rose or somebody gets, you know, they attack somebody else or that they just sort of don't let somebody in. I don't really know who that would be though. Like be kind of mean to just tell somebody like, like, like Layla Hirsch be like, you know, like, ah, well, you know, you're not in there anymore. That'd be kind of weird. But there is a chance that Rebel's not in it. And they didn't really do any kind of an angle here with Rampage, but Rebel did lose the handicap match. That was Jamie Hayter and Rebel against Chris Statlander. Rebel's the one that tapped out. So maybe they just kind of say that she's not involved. Maybe she gets replaced. Maybe somebody does get attacked, though. Like Big Swole gets attacked backstage and they start some kind of an angle or whatever. And then we've got a replacement. I don't know how they're going to do this. I do think that there's going to be a different person in here, though. I still do think that it's going to be Ruby, and I'm still going with her to win, but now that that open spot's not available, now i got to pick a backup option. So if they do not do a replacement, if it's just these 21 women, then I am working under the assumption that the uh, Joker card out of this mix the only one that makes sense is sky blue because that's something that is recorded in front of the audience so you know unless you're following spoilers you wouldn't know about it but i wouldn't think that she would necessarily win then i would go with probably big swole wins so i guess we'll see on sunday night well we'll definitely see on sunday night this match is supposed to happen that's pretty stupid but uh i'm still leaning towards the idea that they're going to replace somebody here anyway going back talking about some of the other topics from the other tv shows what was up with that thing with charlotte flair and uh nia Jax this week on monday night raw that match was awkward as hell and i did not anticipate that they would start getting into whatever it was that they started doing there if it was a shoot little scuffle that they had going on or if they were trying to make it look like it that was that was awkward that was strange we had like just a a weird menagerie of let's throw people around and change up things and whatever at the start of monday night raw where i'm not getting much of a feeling that WWE has any idea what they want to do for extreme rules right now for more than like two matches so Bobby Lashley could be facing Randy Orton. He could be facing Drew McIntyre, even though he's not supposed to be fighting for that belt anymore. 
He could be facing Damian Priest. He could be up against Sheamus. He was supposed to fight Sheamus on this episode, and instead we end up getting Lashley and MVP facing RK Bro. And we got a triple threat with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, the United States title on the line. This is this is weird. This is sort of just let's throw a bunch of shit at the wall and we'll figure it out by the time we get to the week before Extreme Rules. And you know this from me complaining all the time. I never, ever, ever like it when WWE says, well, we're starting to run out of time, but we'll figure it out. Because I don't ever feel like they really figure it out. I just want them to plan things out a little bit ahead of time. You don't need to have five years worth of stories in the bank. And you don't need to have an idea of half the card from WrestleMania 40 right now or anything like that. But I tend to think you should always have a general idea of what you want the next year's WrestleMania to look like for at least a handful of the matches, like the main marquee matches, you know, the four top titles and any kind of like specialty things. You should know where you kind of want to go by the time you get to SummerSlam. You know, maybe some things change here and there. We've seen like Kofi Mania and whatnot, but you should know that. And then you got to work backwards a little bit. You got to count how many feuds you think you can get away with over the meantime. If you want to keep the champions, you got to do that stuff. And I just get this feeling that they, right now, they're like, well, we'll do the Lashley rematch with Goldberg at Crown Jewel. And we've got a pay-per-view in the meantime, but uh, whatever. If the pay-per-views don't matter and the TV doesn't matter because the TV is setting up the pay-per-view and the pay-per-view just sets up the TV and you just keep going on this circle, then none of it matters. Like, honestly speaking, do you care at all that Karrion Cross beat Umberto Carrillo? No. Because Carrillo hasn't done anything to make him seem like he would do anything but lose that match. It's not like it makes Cross look any better. Now, if he would have lost that match, Cross would have looked worse. That's for sure. But it doesn't really give him any kind of a big win. It doesn't do anything for anybody. Do you care about this uh, tag team turmoil match that's coming up? I highly doubt it. But that's not a, a fault of the tag teams. That's a fault of WWE just saying, I just throw them all in there. That's if the match happens, of course. Because mind you, I could just change too. <laughs> Omas beats John Morrison instead of John Morrison facing The Miz. I guess that's because The Miz is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Well, you couldn't have figured that out ahead of time before you plan that out for the next week. And then your reaction to it is, let's just have Omas squash Morrison? I don't know where they're going with some of these things. It really, it bugs me when anybody whether it's you know pro wrestling stuff or if it's just you know, life in general when you're just dealing with like friends or family or whatever when people do the whole thing of like if we just ignore the problem right now the next time around it's not going to be a problem and then when that happens again they just go yeah but just like next time and just next time and just next time <laughs> that infuriates me way too much to be able to talk about 
So it bugs me when WWE does that too, when they just go, yeah, we announced this, but what fucking whatever, just watch the next episode or don't. Well, then people don't. We know no more about the reboot of, not really reboot, the refreshing, I guess, of NXT from this past episode. This one was not leaked ahead of time because I guess they had kicked out the right people or whatever. So watching this episode, I think, you know, I probably would have had the same amount of joy out of watching it with knowing the results as I did with watching it. NXT is still overall like my favorite program to watch for the most part, but the matches that happen there, good matches here and there, you know, like I, I like a lot of the people that are involved, you know, Kyle O'Reilly and Duke Hudson, uh, you know, you got this new tag team of Drake Maverick and Grayson Waller against uh, Imperium. Yeah, you know, I'm going to enjoy some of those things, but what's your big takeaways from it? Ember Moon's going to lose to Kaylee Ray. And we still don't have a number one contender for Samoa Joe. We still don't know what Carmelo Hayes is going to do for the NXT breakout tournament title shot. We really don't know anything. So what do you check off on the list? What happened? A couple matches. Mm, nothing really much to talk about there. Same thing with NXT UK. The only real big thing happening there was Teoman defeated Nathan Fraser so he is advancing in the NXT UK Heritage Cup number one contenders tournament. Over on the SmackDown side of things, we've got some setups, basically more so for next week in Madison Square Garden, as opposed to Extreme Rules. Although we know now that the Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch match is happening at Extreme Rules. I liked the little thing backstage with Tony Storm being hit on by Dolph Ziggler just to say that she's rooting for Rick Boogs. That Rick Boogs beats Dolph Ziggler. I like that. We're getting uh, Edge against Seth Rollins again next week. They're great. But it's just a rematch. I can't go crazy for it. It's literally just... We we had that at SummerSlam, but it's a big enough match that if we do it again, it'll seem like it's a big deal. Yeah, it's better than having... Uh, I don't know, Otis against Dominic Mysterio... But are we really supposed to go nuts for it? Are we really supposed to be like, oh my God, we're going to see that SummerSlam rematch. It's just a rematch. What's so crazy? What's so you know, water cooler talk about that? Anybody do not really do water cooler talk anymore? We still have water coolers. <laughs> do people still talk? Or, well, people aren't going into the offices, so I guess it's not the case. It's nowadays, it's, you know, what's the social media buzz? What's trending on Twitter? That kind of deal. I don't think that Edge versus Seth Rollins is going to be trending. Maybe there's some TikTok dance that comes about with it. I don't know. You kids today with your TikToks. Not much else going on from the uh, side of the Friday Night Smackdown stuff. Finn Balor lost his shot at the Universal Championship. They teased that the Demon could be popping back up. That's kind of neat. I've never been the biggest fan of the Demon character. I don't think that... It's actually a different character. It's just Finn Balor wears some paint and then wrestles the same exact match. But I know a lot of other people really like it. So, you know, for you that are out there that really do dig it, that's cool, right? Not much going on on Rampage other than what I had already mentioned before. And then on uh, Dynamite, we got some of the things that I talked about to set up the switches for the pay-per-view. 
Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Just kind of the same stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, then that's the hot tags, everyone. Make sure you drop a comment below. Tell me what you think about all these topics here. Make sure that you are subscribed to the channel and that you tune back in on the uh, Sunday night with the all out coverage on smartcoutmoment.com. I'll have the results posted up there like I always do with just like the actual article itself. I'll be writing up my stuff for Bleacher Report. I'll be writing up my stuff for E-Wrestling News. And then we will do the post show as soon as we possibly can afterward. Most likely just Callum and myself. But I'm sure that Rob sends his uh, regards when it comes to that too. And uh, keep checking out everything else that's on the website. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment. Follow Fanboys Anonymous all over the place and like and share and favorite and subscribe and do all that good stuff over there. Follow me at Tony Mango and at a mango tree. Tell me what you think you'd like to see going forward with some, some different things. Tell me ideas for Fanboys content. I got a backlog of a whole bunch of it, but yeah, I'm always curious what people would be interested in checking out. Tell me what you want to see over the course of these next couple of episodes that we're going to be recording for like main events for smack talk and such we've pretty much settled at this point on what we're going to do with this uh mock draft of all time it's just that we're going to record it in advance probably towards the end of september in the beginning of october range just to make sure that i have enough time when it comes to my wedding and everything that i'm not going to be you know stuck like oh, i'm trying to record stuff while we're packing <laughs> to leave and whatever but um yeah that's the thing. And be careful out there with whatever it is you're doing. Be safe. Be kind. We need more kindness in this world. That's for damn sure. And uh, it's kind of you for listening to this. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm glad to, to have you here. And I will see you next time, everyone. But for now, this has been another Smart Out moment. And I'm being counted out.